You are listening to the Be Fit and Me podcast with your co-host, Lena. And your co-host, Amber. Be Fit and Me is a podcast dedicated to women. And men. Okay. Who want the best out of life. Our goal is to create a community where we can share our struggles, victories, and experiences to encourage not only ourselves, but you, and to inspire each other. We're not experts, doctors, or psychologists, but hope you'll follow us on this insane journey as we strive to have it all. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of our Fertility 101 Be Fit and Me podcast episode. I am your co-host, Amber. And I am your other co-host, your co-host, not other co-host, co-host <laughs> Lena. And yes, as promised, we are going to share the second part of fertility, pregnancy, women, conception, body, <laughs> aging, drama issues, <laughs> male <laughs> factors. <laughs> So yeah, um, I hope you had a great week. I hope you had a good week, Amber. I had a fabulous week. I can't complain. And um, so yeah, well, I guess we'll jump right into it because we don't want to make it too long. We're keeping it exciting for you guys. So let's start. I guess we're on number three, supplements and medications. You know what? Well, yeah. So last episode we talked about you know what are the potential problems? What are some red flags you should look out for? What are some tests that you can take to evaluate where you are on the fertility scale? And today we're going to talk more about what can you do to enhance or improve your, um, where you are fertility wise. And that's through, you know, supplements Mm -hmm. and medications. Well, I, I, I just listed down a few medications that help with ovulation and just help with the whole process before you get into what you've mentioned in the previous podcast, like a little bit, the previous episode, sorry, IVF and other things that you can do, IUE or IUI, that women can take and also men. So just a list of medications that yeah, people and, have and taken. These, and yeah, the supplements are recommended whether you're trying naturally and certainly have, there have been studies to suggest that they can also help if you are going through IV, IVF or IUI. So it's really about, okay, so I've got these numbers. Maybe some of them are borderline, you know, I'm, 40, 41, 42, 39. And so naturally maybe seeing a decrease in their ovarian reserve and maybe their numbers are more borderline low normal. And so these are supplements that could potentially help improve those numbers and improve your outcome of having a child and whether that's probably less likely to be naturally if you've been trying for some time and it hasn't happened and you're 40 or 41. Um, But whether you're trying naturally or even doing IVF or IUI that even doctors would recommend to help sort of improve your, your chances. And cost effective too. You're not, you're not shut, you know, putting all this money towards something that you could easily do on your own with just your diet. Yeah. So the first um, on the supplements are certainly taking prenatals. So again, this was something else I learned. I thought you just take like prenatals when you're, you know, about to get pregnant or you, well, you're not supposed to take them like once you get pregnant, but I thought, oh, it's about when you're pregnant. If I'm not pregnant, then I don't need to take them. Yeah. I started taking them a year before (laughs) I even started. Yeah, exactly. When he brought it up to me, I, I had already started taking it. Yeah. So that's, 
something that I learned is start taking a prenatal. If you're looking to start trying within the next year, then at least a year. Yeah. I would start taking the prenatals Mm -hmm. ASAP. And And so with a good amount of folic acid, some of those prenatals out there do not have enough of the folic acid, your daily doses of folic acid. So really that's something to look into as well, ladies. Yes. And so, yeah, so prenatal is basically a multivitamin that focuses on certain vitamins that are essential. Yes, that are essential to, you know, conception and to fertility. So, and also just to having a healthy baby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want spina bifida. Yeah. Prenatals are numero uno. Mm -hmm. The second, which I've mentioned on a previous podcast, um, and I think I actually posted about it, is vitamin D. And so I will say that some of these studies mm-hmm. around the supplements, there is support, but a doctor will tell you like, look, there's not, it's not in, it's not inconclusive, like conclusively scientific, but there is enough suggestion to say, Hey, it can't hurt. I would suggest you go for it <laughs> and you try it's it overall rather than health. You, yeah. you need a good supply yeah. of vitamin D and D3. Yeah. And so vitamin D, um, has been linked to, um, Seeing when they've done like control studies, seeing a higher level of women who have live births as a result if their vitamin D levels are higher than women whose vitamin D levels are lower. So I will say that people of color, people with darker skin, we need more vitamin D. So if you're living somewhere like LA where you're getting more sun, it's a little bit easier. But I will say I was vitamin D deficient last year. So when I had this test, when I did my blood panel last year, I was um, was deficient in vitamin D. And I was deficient in vitamin D3. Yeah, but vitamin well. D3. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what they're, they're measuring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was specifically <laughs> what she said. So, yeah. so yes. So it's not just enough me living in LA where it's sunny most of the year to get what I need. And also, you know, having brown skin, I need vitamin D even more. And so, um, well, I still wear sunscreen, honey. So even if I'm out of the sun, I'm wearing sunscreen. That's the other, that's the other side of it is that I'm also more cognizant now of the condition of my skin and the health of my skin. So I'm wearing sunscreen as well. So, yeah. So, um, I have been taking vitamin D supplements. Mm -hmm. I saw an increase in my vitamin D to this year, and now I'm in a normal range. I almost basically was able to improve my vitamin D level by like 40%, like a significant jump. So I'm taking vitamin D supplements, and then I'm also making a conscious effort to get a bit more sun. I will still wear some sunscreen, but like on the weekends... Mark and I will go out and sit by the pool and just have like 30 minutes in the sun. So that's something that we've, you know, made an effort to do together. And, um, but yes, vitamin D, very important. There is a linkage between women with higher vitamin D levels and they had more live births than the group of women who had lower vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. So interesting. the third supplement is DHEA. And this is in prenatals too. Yes, but this is like I would recommend as a standalone supplement, like a certain amilla, uh, amount of milligrams of DHEA. I'm um, start just started taking this, so I have been taking prenatals. So was getting some in prenatals. You can also get it in food. Um, Everything you can get in food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, it might not. You might not be eating what you need to have of the course, levels that you yeah. need. So um, taking the DHEA supplements, and so. 
part of this is as you age, DHEA decreases just in your in your body. Mm-hmm. And so that decrease in DHEA is also what creates um, issues with your egg quality. So a part of it is that D- DHEA is linked to youthfulness and um, to better egg quality. So if you're having lower levels, then your body is aging as well as your eggs and your quality of eggs isn't going to be as good. So this supplement, there are studies that suggest that it can actually reverse the aging of your eggs. It nourishes. Yeah, exactly. And increase the quality, the egg quality. So it's a very, very important supplement. I would say more important than the other two you've already mentioned. Yeah. And they also, it's a supplement that is recommended even going into IVF. So because they're going to be, you know, extracting your, your eggs. And so we can talk about that. Like, yeah, Yeah. we can talk about that in another um, episode, sort of that process, but they're extracting your eggs. So they can only use eggs that are of good quality. So the goal is to get your eggs as healthy and as young and of good quality as possible so that you have the best chances of finding an egg that they can fertilize and implant. And so even if you're not doing IVF, if you're doing it naturally, Part of the reasons why people have miscarriages is because there is an issue with the egg or with the fertilization between mm-hmm. the sperm and the egg. So the better your quality of eggs, the less likely you would be to have a miscarriage and to be able to, you know, get pregnant. So DHEA is very important. The fourth, which is similar, and I can't say I'm a scientist enough to actually understand the distinctions between each of these in terms of how specifically that they work, but CoQ10. So CoQ10, you may have heard about it and say... Um, For older people. Yeah. But also like in a female like cosmetic products. So like in certain anti-aging like facial creams and things, they'll talk about CoQ10. Oh, so, I've only seen it in the commercials for like older like senior citizens. No, that's just like the... the <laughs> I don't, I don't know if LA has CoQ10 in it, but I've seen it in like those kind of commercials where it's like anti-aging, oh. wrinkle reducing, they'll have CoQ10. So CoQ10 is another, um, it's a coenzyme Q10 that um, helps with the health and the quality of the eggs again. So essentially it's requires a lot of energy to produce eggs and then to fertilize and then to implant. And so CoQ10 helps with um, increasing that energy to allow that process to happen. So again, CoQ10 you can find in food, but I'm also taking this as a supplement. And um, there have been links to higher CoQ10 levels and ability to have success in IVF and then also to have success um, and better, um, more likely to, um, be able to conceive. So there are powerful egg. Yes. IVF and conception. Um, and the other, I shouldn't mention the other sort of elements that are very important are antioxidants, which we do hear about, especially as we age as well, because they help fight cancer, free Mm. radicals. There's so many benefits and antioxidants we find in like our berries and certain, um, vegetables. So CoQ10, um, is also an antioxidant. So it has those, um, same benefits as, you know, some of the fruits and fruits and vegetables, um, specifically, and just helping with the overall health and, um, 
yeah, with healthy eggs and being able to conceive and improve pregnancy chances. It just sounds like overall just your livelihood. It's important yeah. to take all of these just to stay youthful, stay younger. Yeah, I think definitely the CoQ10, active. the DHEA, there I think we'll start to see more studies where they'll be able to figure out how to sort of stall or reverse aging to an extent based on these couple of supplements. Yeah, and then did they – have you done anything? I don't know if this is related, but anything that has anti-inflammatory factors other than diet? I mean, you've obviously talked about cutting out smoking and alcohol. Well, I didn't have to cut out smoking <laughs> because I didn't smoke. <laughs> Just kidding. The that obvious. Was so easy. I mean, no, no. It was so difficult. It was so difficult to cut out smoking. I'm just pointing out the obvious, like cutting out the drinking, the smoking, the coffee, So yeah, the I can't say I cut out the drinking, but I've definitely reduced the drinking and the caffeine. So the alcohol and the caffeine, I've definitely reduced. Um, yeah. Coffee. I've heard both sides, like some people like "Mm, maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, if, if it's can only hurt and there's no way that it would help, I'd rather increase my chances by cutting back. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) didn't cut out until I actually was. Yeah. But nothing as far as your doctors have said, like for anti-inflammatory that hasn't, it's not related to. No, um, these specifically the CoQ10, DHEA and vitamin D. All right. And I am not going to mention the medications. I mean, now that we've talked about it, we can mention it in that episode where we talk about IVF and IUI, the two most popular or common yeah yeah, that are done and also these medications i'll mention on that episode because i don't think it just fits in after you i'll also know know a little bit more about it by then but yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know much about this (laughs) but i do know about the body the woman's body so um so are those all the supplements or the changes that your diet have you drink taking more water let's talk a bit about diet so you know um i i feel like i've always eaten like relatively healthy. I will say that um, my husband has felt like I was a little underweight. And so he actually wanted me to plump up a little bit. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's concerned that because I, I don't eat breakfast usually. So I started to eat breakfast. So there well, are some changes that I've made. General, you should no, eat breakfast. Breakfast is so good. But, but since, that has I, but to do with since your, I was a your kid. Your frame. Yeah. No, since I was a kid, like I just wasn't really hungry in the morning. So I wouldn't really eat breakfast, even though I knew it was an important meal. But yes, I have made um, a cognizant effort to eat breakfast because I do work out. So because I'm working out, really, the issue isn't so much the working out unless you are, you know, working out five hours a day (laughs) and like putting incredible stress and strain on your body. But because I work out, I need to make sure that I'm getting sufficient calories and, and nutrients because so, you're depleting yeah, yes. your body of valuable exactly. calories and nutrients. So when I, in the mornings I would have a coffee and then maybe some chia seeds in my coffee and then I would work out and then I'm not eating lunch until like two o'clock and it's not, and I'm having a, a smaller lunch, like a salad or something. And so I probably wasn't really getting the calories And you're already that I susceptible needed. to dehydration. So you're I'm even susceptible more to dehydration. De- I'm also, again, like older. I'm elderly in the fertility <laughs> world. So like all these factors. So I made a decision to start eating breakfast. So you're I'll just, just have old like, maid, okay? <laughs> I'm not a maid though. <laughs> an old, you're an I'm old, old lady. lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... 
I'll have an oatmeal or I'll have a banana. But yeah, I've made an effort to eat breakfast now and I it does improve your metabolism anyway. For sure. Yeah. And that's good. That's smart that you do that. I even, one of my favorite thing is, and I think I've mentioned this toast or even a rice cake with peanut butter, mm -hmm. honey, and a banana on it. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a superfood, I think, because you're getting all, everything you really need to get your day started. So yeah, that's good. Good job, and Amber. so I, um, I'm also, and I, I like seafood and, you know, I tend to eat your a lot more, but I'm more. Your face that you like no, seafood. No, no, I do like seafood. <laughs> and I, I'm just saying, I'm not sure how much I've changed or am eating more, but definitely salmon. Salmon has great omegas. Yeah, omegas. The omega threes are important too. We didn't mention those in the supplements. Mm -hmm. I know people who take omega threes as well. Um, but I do tend to eat a lot of salmon, so I do feel like I get that in my food. Um, so someone else mentioned we had talked about it when we were talking about the different diets, the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. That and I think that was the one you said, or the alkaline you said you would recommend if. Someone was trying to conceive. Well, no, that's just what I just think in general, just to get your body flushed out and to regenerate cells and regenerate yourself, yeah. youthfulness. It's, I think that's key and, and you can get it all from diet. I don't feel like supplements are necessary if you are getting everything Correct. you need from. But it's hard. It's hard to get the it's levels that yes, Because it's boring. <laughs> You're just eating basically yeah. leaves but, and grains. But I have, I have, um, heard that the Mediterranean diet is highly recommended. It's the nuts, mm -hmm. it's the grains, it's the fish. Um, vegetables. Yeah, the yeah. vegetables. Olives. So, you know, I try to eat salmon at least a couple of times a week. And um, definitely, I mean, I do eat salad, so get a fair amount of greens. But yeah, just being conscious of the diet. I've cut back on the French fries. <laughs> <laughs> and you know enjoy your other, life honey yeah, enjoy exactly. your life yeah, no, don't no, no. deprive I yourself i definitely do but it's just whereas before it didn't matter like if i didn't have salmon in the week now i'm thinking about okay did i eat you know enough salmon this week everything so, you're more on alert you're yeah exactly exactly about every part of your day and what you're doing but also and i've mentioned this now i think the third time in this episode and several times before it's water water before during pregnancy and we can get into this later in a different episode about pregnancy and after because water will help like i said regulate things get you energy during pregnancy it's going to help with what are those things called when you get them on your side of your love handles? No, oh. you Muffin love tops? No, you love saying that. <laughs> stretch marks oh. helps with stretch marks. Muffin tops and the elasticity of the stomach and water retention. And your and that's one of the main issues about pregnancy is, is putting on weight is water retention. And then also during after you've delivered, for um, a lot of women have issues with breastfeeding because they are dehydrated. So I cannot stress this enough, preach this enough. Water is so vital and so important to pre, during, and post-pregnancy. So I think that needs to be increased in your, your You're diet right. as well. You're probably right. But I do, I do think I am drinking more, more, more water at work because now, yeah, I have a, a system because your so, pH balance, yeah. everything will be flush and it'll yeah. help with yeah, exactly. ovulation kits and getting more smiles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to what stage you are at at this point. I mean, you've obviously mentioned throughout these two episodes where you are. Yeah. And, but do you want to share a little bit about 
where you are at this point and if you are looking to take further steps into your your this pregnancy journey. Yeah. So where we are is, like I said, we weren't going to, you know, try for a year because of our age, ages. <laughs> um, and so I think he has a lot more years on you, though, than general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, also because obviously being a woman, be a I'm more limited. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, more limited in terms of like, you know, my ability to conceive of course and all yeah that. so so yeah so we knew we weren't gonna wait a year so the past month or two we started doing research into um fertility clinics and specialists and to explore options and to also be evaluated by professionals so as much as i love my doctor and you know, she is an OBGYN. She's not an expert in fertility per se. Yeah. And so we really needed to talk to someone who is an expert in the area for them to really kind of assess where we are. So we are, we've, you know, had consultations and now there's like a slew, like there's a whole panel of blood work that you need and tests to be done before they can actually make an evaluation or a recommendation. So right now we're in the process of doing those tests, including genetic tests, because if the decision is IVF, um, they will need to know whether or not we have any sort of, you know, factors for certain diseases, et cetera, that could be an issue. Yes. Yes. So um, right now we are in the test process. And then once this process is complete, then we'll sit down with the doctor who will say, look, here's where you are. Here's where you are on the spectrum. This is what I recommend based on what I've seen, based on what I know. I recommend that you can try IUI or recommend that you start with IVF. So, yeah, we're just at that initial information gathering stage. And so I'm about halfway through because some of these tests, like I said, we had already done. Um, but there are the additional tests that, um, we still need to get results for, and then we can make a determination as to what our next steps will be. I mean, I do IVF and the steps that women take the hormones and just the process, the time and what you've already mentioned just seems to me, and you mentioned seminars, you mentioned doctor visits, specialist. I mean, how many hours do you think you've put into this already? <laughs> a lot. A lot I mean, I feel like waiting at the doctor's office, sometimes they're running so far behind, you're waiting a half an hour. Yeah. So that alone. And if we decide to do um, IVF or IUI, like you're, it's daily visits. There's daily visits to the doctors. What? Yeah. For yeah. IVF? They, yeah. You know, just because it, during, during the... Um, because there's the egg retrieval process initially, and then there's so it's a whole, yeah. What? Yeah. So it's a lot. That is a lot. Oh my god! I thought it was just the injection of the hormones and then yeah. And so that's the, the other legs. thing, part of the evaluation, and that's why I feel like we can talk about this. Yeah. This is like a whole other episode, but part of the evaluation is what medications because some are oral, some are the injections, but it also just depends on where you are and what the factors are and what your issues are as to which one they would recommend. So, yeah. Science. It's so amazing. Yeah. But even after all of this, there's still what, like a 20% chance. Like it's still a very, it's not like this increases it to 80%. Yeah. There's still a small chance. So yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot. I mean, I can get into the statistics and the percentages and the numbers regarding and related in relation to age and a later episode, as we have mentioned, but we just wanted to, like you said, 
kind of slowly bring you into this whole process and share a little yeah, bit of information. And it's I mean, it's, it's eye-opening for me because I didn't know a lot of this. I mean, I knew yeah, some of the know, supplements. You have ideas yeah. like what you see and pick up. And but I don't know if I would have taken these steps. Like, honestly, if I didn't go, if it didn't happen to me in the natural route, well, we all know where my state of mind was. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. do I want, I really want it, but do I really want it? Right. Um, do I want to go through all these things? So I don't know if I would actually take these steps now that I know how intense it is. So you really have to be gung ho and really want it by the sounds of it. Like it, yeah. And you have a lot of work, it's a lot of time, of it's a lot of money, you know? Girl, so I yeah, I saw the money part yeah. of it. <laughs> and I know some people who've done several cycles, but Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, we'll talk about that in a later episode. But, but the one thing on are we moving into our me moments or We can't. Did you want to share anything else about this whole process and like what you've learned and if you were to do it all over again, if you, if you want to add any additional information. Yeah, the only thing I would say is like I recommended on the last episode is that I would have went through with freezing my eggs. And you could have bypassed 30. all of this stuff, right? If you, yeah, because exactly. they would have found out exactly. if you had healthy eggs. Right. And all they would have exactly. had to do is just take them and, yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah them. exactly. So I would have frozen my eggs. And I think part of at the time I was like, you know, just out of law school and like, you know, wasn't really making anything yet because of the time I came out of school. And you didn't even think you wanted kids though. Well, yeah, but I still would have, I still would have made the investment even, and I would recommend it to someone who isn't sure as well. Like if you're not sure, um, if you know for sure that you don't, then I think you roll the dice. But if, um, you're not sure, but you're considering, then I would recommend it. And I would have felt like if I couldn't afford it, I would say that's one thing worth putting on a credit card. <laughs> I'd pay interest on that. <laughs> you know, that's worth it. Because it is expensive. Yeah. I've yeah. looked into that. Yes. Yeah, but I think it's a few thousand dollars. And sometimes you don't, you might not have that at this time. And you're paying it monthly, But I though. think it's worth, it's yeah, because like for the storage. storage right, but the storage fees are less. But um, but yeah, for the retrieval. <laughs> if you have it in there for 10 years, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but the 10 years you're making more as time goes on. I'm just talking about when you're in your late 20s, like 30, 30s. And so it's like, yeah. it's a an expense to it's an investment a child period is an investment. exactly and that's what i would say it's worth if you have to put it on a credit card do what you got to do but make the investment take out a loan for that yeah. baby yeah exactly <laughs> go in debt already okay yeah <laughs> i don't recommend for that, that it's worth it <laughs> yeah that's the only reason that you would go in debt uh, or you should go in debt um so yeah is that i mean i really don't have anything to add to this because i feel like anything i share is not going to be i want to say valued but i don't know enough to really Give my two cents. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's a good, we've given a good start. Yeah. Some valuable yeah. information. Amber Simpson. <laughs> okay. So we are going to, as promised, share our me moments for the, for this, these two episodes, part one and part two. And do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So Amber's going to share first. I would just say my me moment is that in this process, I've started to, you know, open up to some coworkers and have learned that a couple of my, few of my coworkers have been through IVF and have already been through this process. And so it's very encouraging to know that, and they had success, um, 
So it's very encouraging to know that, you know, you're not the only one out there dealing with these issues. And I knew, like I had an idea that of all the women I know who are professional women who sort of put their careers first and had kids later, um, that chances are if they had a child in their late 30s or early 40s, that they had some sort of assistance. You kind of like assume that in your mind, but then to actually like hear them talk about it and open up and it's actually very reassuring. And I have another coworker who's like going through a similar, is at a similar stage in the process. And so it's just nice because you, to have the support. And so my me moment is just really about um, being grateful for, you know, the support that I have and knowing that, um, it is possible and having success stories and, you know, just that we are doing everything that we can to, you know, get to that place of hopefully, you know, having a baby because that's our goal. So um, that's, yeah, that's my main moment is just being grateful and appreciative for the support and knowing other women who have been through the same process. And that is good. You are opening up because it's, it's been a challenge for you in the past to open up, but I'm glad that you have a group and that you're someone that you're close, you know, people that you're close to that you can reach out to. And it's not just strangers. It's anything giving support and back. And I think it's very healthy for you overall in general. My me moment is on that same, I guess in the same category, it's just being grateful for what I've been given because hearing this, you know, your situation and hearing the steps, like I've said before, it's draining. It's, it's, it would be a lot for me emotionally and everything. So period, my me moment is just being grateful for what I've been given thus far. And also just being thankful for what my mom sacrificed and what she went through. And I know I should have said this probably on the mother's day episode, but it's just knowing that women, what they have done and what they've gone through and the advances that, you know, doctors have taken, but what we're willing to give up and what we're willing to take on to be mothers. And so just my me moment today is just being thankful, grateful to, yeah, like I said, my mother and sacrificing and being in the position that I'm in. So I can't be funny. I can't stress that enough. So yeah, that's my me moment. And do you have anything else that you want to share, add? Okay. So we try to make it short for you. Hopefully you enjoyed that and you gained some valuable information to put into your life and to open your eyes up to possible options that you have. Maybe you weren't aware of any of this and maybe just slowly changing your diet, changing little parts of your daily routine will help you get on the right path. And then, you know, making you aware of, hey, I need to make these steps and make it easier for me in the long run. Cause Amber did mention that if she were to do it all over again, she would have, you know, <laughs> made some sacrifices when she was younger because it is all worth it. And no one wants to go through this. If you, if you have the option and the ability to change it ahead of time. So yeah, our main goal is that you gain something from this. And that's the point of every episode, whether it's a cheesy episode, a corny episode, a funny episode, or informative episode like these two have been, then um, we are happy that you're taking something from it. And in the meantime, you can always check us out on our website, which is befitandme.com, or email us at befitandme at gmail.com, or our Facebook 
and that is Be Fit and Me. So you can pretty much Google Be Fit and Me and find us anywhere on any platform. Listen to us anywhere. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you have anything you want to share as far as how to find us or any other information? I don't know why I got really anywhere else right now. I don't know why I got really high when I asked you that (laughs) with my voice. So we look forward or I look forward. I don't know if Amber looks forward to having a conversation next time, but I do look forward to hearing um, what we have to say and what information we share and just what comes up in our lives. And I look forward to hearing from you guys because we do hear a little bit here and there. And it's nice to see that more and more people are listening to our podcast. So that means we are clearly saying you're listening to something that you want to hear. <laughs> We're saying something that means something. So it's, it's um, nice to see that and nice to get that recognition. So thank you. We appreciate you all. And I hope you enjoy your week. I don't know if Amber agrees. And what wants is you all to this? I don't know if Amber your week. hopes you enjoy. I don't know if Amber <laughs> wants to be here. What no, is I just, all of this? I didn't say wants to be here. I was just making a joke. So, because um, I keep saying I, and I don't know if instead of saying we, I could say we, but I don't want to speak on your behalf. Um, yeah, so enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. And we will talk on the next podcast episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Until next time, remember, stay sweet, stay sexy, stay sassy, but more importantly, be savvy. Oh, I think I got it all.